welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. Does it crack you up that I... I just read that. Oh, you're reading my notes? I read the thing. All right, hold on. It's going to get there. No, it's fine. In this episode, we'll be looking at the 2022 television special, The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of the film or giving a bunch of behind-the-scenes facts, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film and giving a score to the film. Also, as this is a new special at the time of this recording, we feel the need to give you, the audience, a spoiler warning. We'll be recapping the events of this special and discussing details that some may consider spoilers. So if you don't want to know anything about the special, watch it for yourself first, then come back and listen to our episode later. So, kidnap Kevin Bacon, use your mental powers to put him in the holiday spirit, and enjoy this episode. <laughs> you like that one, <laughs> Started reading. I I read the use your mental powers first and then yeah. backed up to Kevin Bacon. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Minor spoiler there. <laughs> uh, but the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is an American television special written and directed by James Gunn for the streaming service Disney Plus, based on Marvel Comics featuring the superhero team, the Guardians of the Galaxy. It is the second Marvel Studios special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU for short sharing continuity with the films and television series of that of the franchise. The special is produced by Marvel Studios and follows the Guardians of the Galaxy as they celebrate Christmas and search for, and search for a present for their leader, Peter Quill. Gunn worked on the concept for the special during the production of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in 2017, before it was announced in December of 2020. Filming occurred from February to late April of 2022 in Atlanta, Georgia, and Los Angeles during the production of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which will come out next year. Mm-hmm. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special was released on Disney Plus on November 25th, 2022, serving as the conclusion of the Phase 4 of, phase four of the MCU. The special received positive reviews from critics for its humor, guns direction, and the cast's, and the cast's performances. Written and directed by James Gunn. Produced by Kevin Fahey, Luis de Esposito, Victoria Alonso, Brad Winderbaum, James Gunn, Sarah Smith, and Simon Hatt. Edited by Greg DeOria and Greg Featherman. Music by John Murphy. Production company is Marvel Studios. Distributed by Disney Platform Distribution. I've actually never had a read to read that before. Mm. Running time, 44 minutes. It stars Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, Star-Lord, Dave Bautista as Drax the Destroyer, Karen Gillan as Nebula, Palm Clementif as Mantis, Vin Diesel as Groot, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, Sean Gunn as Kraglin, The Old 97s as the alien band on Nowhere, Michael Rooker as Yondu, Maria Bakalova provides the voice and motion capture for Cosmo the Space Dog, and Kevin Bacon has a fictionalized version of himself. Excellent. So diving right into the plot, I have to say I loved the christmas theme MCU title card. I literally have that note written, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was Not... like, oh, we're doing a Christmas card! I yeah. love that. And I remember when we were watching Werewolf by Night, they also had, like, a spooky yeah. card going. So but... I'm liking that they're, like, if they're doing these special things, they're, like going all in on them at the very least even the opening panels from the comics were christmas themed uh comics issues and everything yeah it was nice i like that but on nowhere craglin tells the guardians of the galaxy the story of how he 
and Peter Quill tried to celebrate Earth's Christmas when Quill was still the child. However, Yondu got mad and told them to cut it out. So I have a note here saying that I liked the animated segment at the beginning of the special. It did give a holiday special feel. And in doing research, I found out that the opening and closing animated scenes were created through rotoscoping, an animation technique which involves shooting live-action footage and having animators trace over it afterwards. And James Gunn was inspired to use this technique by the films of uh, Ralph uh, Baskey, which he loved when he was growing up. In fact, this whole idea was inspired by the um, Star Wars holiday special. Oh, yeah. James Gunn unironically loves that and thinks that it's great. But he came up with this because he was inspired by that. Ah, interesting. Yeah. What I'll say about that, this is that I I really like the animation, but it threw me off for a second because I was like, I thought this was supposed to be live action. Why mm-hmm. are they animated? <laughs> like, it threw me off immediately because I was not expecting it to be there. Yeah. So, so I didn't really, like, hear anything about this other than, like, Christmas special. Like, okay. so I was not prepped for it. And it was like... You thought maybe the whole thing was Yeah, I was like, okay. what is going on? Is this all animated? And then it stopped being... And I was like, oh, okay. I, this I, is more what I expected. Yeah, I had watched the trailer, so I knew the whole thing wasn't going to be animated, but I honestly didn't know what it was going to be going into it. I thought maybe they were going to do all different things. Maybe one part would be claymation or something. Yeah, but... it, yeah I wasn't, didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Craglin says that, according to the multi-calendar, Christmas is coming, but Nebula says that they have too much on their plate after buying Nowhere from the Collector and needing to rebuild it following Thanos' attack. Meanwhile, Quill gets approached by BZ Murtakalak, and I had to write that down (laughs) phonetically, kind of, to make sure I say it correctly, and I still stumbled over it, who is researching Christmas and wrote a song about it, but ends up completely mischaracterizing it to Quill's annoyance. And here we have the song, I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. And I wrote that it is a silly opening credits song that I'm sure would tick people off it was if it was in regular uh, regular MCU movie or show. But hopefully people let it slide because this is a holiday special and supposed to be a little corny. So I gave it a 6 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I love this song. Oh my I, god, do yeah. I love this song. I listen to it all the time, like unironically now. <laughs> it's a great song. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a further note saying that I doubt it'll make a radio station's Christmas rotation, but it's an original song, so it got points it for that. It better be on Christmas. They play all sorts of terrible Christmas music that like people that are like one-of-a-kind songs. This is Chef's Kiss Perfect. Like Maybe. Let's do it. It's a pretty good Christmas song. Call up a radio station and tell them to play it. We'll see what happens. I will do it. Mantis tells Drax the Destroyer that she wants to do something for Quill for Christmas due to her secret that she is Ego's child and therefore Quill's sister. Which was kind of a big reveal that they just give away in this movie. Like, it's not from the comics, I don't believe. I don't know the Guardians of the Galaxy that well. Yeah, I was like, oh, surprise Pikachu face. Like, that's... Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was kind of a big reveal that she's Peter's sister. And it's interesting that they just did it because I wonder if, like, that's going to be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I think it's something movie. they've alluded to, kind of, but yeah. like, and that people suspected, but they never like outright said. So. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just interested if if someone doesn't watch this and then goes to see the next Guardians movie, we'll be like, wait, what? When did that happen? But it's like, dude, you got to watch the Christmas, the holiday special. But thinking about giving him an unforgettable Christmas present, Drax suggests that Quill's hero, Kevin Bacon, would be the perfect option. So they take Bowie and fly to Earth. Walking across Los Angeles, 
Mantis and Drax get mistaken for cosplayers and earn a lot of money from tourists who want to take pictures with them. So I have a couple notes here. First, I cracked up at Mantis jumping on Cap- <laughs> the Captain America cosplayer and yelling Steve. I just yeah. love that they're getting money to this whole time. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is ridiculous. Um, furthermore, the GoBots exist in the MCU because one of them killed Drax's cousin, which is kind of like... So the GoBots and the Transformers were obviously rival companies. Mm-hmm. Like You always have those two things competing against each other. Marvel owns the Transformers, and I think they recently, I think Disney recently acquired the GoBots. So now technically they're all part of the same continuity. But it was just like, oh, what? Like that was kind of a big thing to have in there too. Apart from Mantis being Quill's sister, we also have GoBots in the MCU. And my third note was that I also cracked up at one of the tourists taking a picture with Drax and mistakenly, uh, mistaking him for Kratos, the god of war. Like it was just, oh, that's that's funny because he does kind of look like him. Looking for bacon, Mantis and Drax go to a club where they get wasted before the bystander gives them a a Star Tours booklet with Kevin Bacon's home address. They go to Bacon's house, which is also a funny scene because she's like, oh, it's 40 bucks and they don't have any more money. So she's just like, Mantis grabs her and she's like, give me that. (laughs) They go to Bacon's house and try to take him as a present, but Bacon says that he cannot help them. And I have a bit of trivia here. The movie that Kevin Bacon is watching at home is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> I was wondering if it was a real movie, and I looked it up, and yes, it turns out it's That's a real so movie. Good. Yeah. However, Mantis and Drax then break into his house. And so horrified, Bacon calls the police and tries to run away. The police arrive, but Mantis and Drax incapacitate the officers before catching up to Bacon. Mantis uses her powers to put Bacon in a trance and convince him to go with them. And I wrote that there's a lot of Christmas background songs uh, in this film, but I cracked up at I Want an Alien for Christmas by Fountains of Wayne playing when Mantis and Drax are chasing Kevin Bacon. (laughs) He technically is an alien uh, to them. It's just so funny, too. Also, I love their obsession with, like, the Christmas decorations, too, that they're, like, holding. Yeah, Drax says, I want this little man. (laughs) It's like a little, like, blowhole. Yeah, yeah. Um... Back at the Bowie, Mantis and Drax ask Bacon about his adventures that Quill was talking about. However, they realize that Bacon is not a hero, but just an actor. They are both disgusted, believing that actors are horrible people and thinking that Quill's perception of Bacon was warped. Mantis uses her powers to get Bacon to act as an actual hero, so Quill would not be disappointed. And I put a note here saying it's stupid, but this scene did make me laugh. In particular... Kevin Bacon's <laughs> British accents and him pretending to be Batman. I just like them all gagging to like, <laughs> he's yeah. an actor. Like, <laughs> and it's just funny because you're like, man, your actor's acting right now. Yeah. Man, the meta-ness of this is great. Agreed. I, I feel it gave me very highly improvised scenes, like <laughs> yeah. not necessarily scripted. But I, I did crack up at his British accent. Like he just went into this British accent and then they're like, no, your actual voice. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm Batman. I mean, I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, I was like... That's so good. <laughs> like, he has to think of who a hero is, and he goes to Batman. With the help of the other inhabitants, the Guardians decorate nowhere for a Christmas party, which amazes Quill, but he soon gets horrified when he finds out that his present is Bacon, kidnapped by Mantis and Drax. And I wrote, I normally can't stand Chris Pratt, but I actually think he was very good in this special, and in particular this scene. He was very believable at being shocked at the Christmas surprise he, uh, his friend set up for him. That's true. Yeah. Also, I think it's funny that, like, Groot ran by at the beginning, and and he's just like, what is going on? <laughs> what do you think of uh, Groot's design in this? Um, he's very thick. Yeah, he's very, like, thick. He a bulky boy. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, he's small. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do. I guess he'll probably look that way in the next Guardians movie, too. But it, it's interesting how they keep it. Everyone's favorite Groot is Baby Groot, obviously. But or Teenage Groot. Teenage Groot is pretty sassy. He's, gr- he's great, too. But yeah, it's an, it's an interesting redesign for Groot. So, anyway. Quill immediately tells Mantis to get Bacon out of the trance and promises to get him back t- uh, back home, although he still freaks out. Craglin then brings Bacon to the ship to transport him to Earth and explain that Mantis and the others simply wanted to do something nice for their friend on Christmas, who was always fascinated by Bacon. I have to tell you my favorite line is here when Quill's like, ugh, go get them, and Nebulous is like, you can't outrun me, Bacon! Yeah, <laughs> she pulls like, out her gun and chases after you her. You can't outrun me, Bacon! Yes. Anyway, anytime I eat bacon now, that's what I'm telling the bacon. Yeah, and I, I wrote, that's great. Um, I love that. But I wrote down that Craglin says that Quill may be the greatest hero out there because he was inspired by Kevin Bacon. And thinking about it, I guess that's actually true for the MCU. I'd still say that Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, Carol Danvers, Doctor Strange, and Thor outrank him as a hero of the MCU, but he's up there. He's in, mm-hmm. he's in the top ten, if not the, you know, top seven. Bacon then decides to stay at Nowhere for a while and performs a song with Beezer Merk Takalak. And I screwed it up the second time, and I tried. I tried. Beezer Merk Takalak. There we go. At, at the Christmas party. During which the guardians exchange presents, and here we have the song, "Here It Is Christmas Time," performed by Kevin Bacon and the Old Ninety Sevens. And I wrote down, "I'm not sure if this is an original song, but it's good and probably could and should be added to a radio station's Christmas playlist." And I looked into it and found out that it was an Old Ninety Sevens song. And they just added Kevin Bacon singing to it. I also further wrote that. I also forget that Kevin, uh, that Kevin Bacon can actually sing until he does, and I give this song an 8.5 out of 10. I gave it an 8 out of 10. It was a very good song. I still like the other one more, but I think it's, I like it because it's more kitschy and stuff, but, you know, okay. I like this too. All right. And then I also have a note here saying Bacon's line about seeing you at Easter made me laugh, but that probably won't happen, in my opinion. At some point down the line, you know, Bacon's just going to show up in a mcu thing just for just because this line exists maybe the next season of she hulk or something he'll be on it yeah he'll just like pop in yeah but quill asks mantis why she would go to such lengths to make him happy and she tells him about um oh uh quinlan's story and how about yondu ruined christmas for him quill then tells mantis the rest of the story after calling off the party yondu found a toy uh troll quill wanted to give him as a present so Yandu gave him a present as well, his quad blasters. Mantis then tells uh, Quill that she wanted to do something special for him and admits that she is actually his sister. Surprised, Quill tells Mantis that that is the best present he could think of and the two embrace, wishing each other a Merry Christmas. And I just have a note here saying that I love how the closing credits were green and red in honor of Christmas colors. So there's also a, po- a post-credit scene. Did you happen to see it? Or? I did not see oh, it, but I'm didn't... reading it. Okay. You know what? what? I don't like watching the post-credit <laughs> scenes a lot of the time. I'm not going to lie. But here I will I will read. You can tell me what yeah. it was. Well, in the post-credit scene, Rocket and Cosmo, the Guardian's newest member, decorate Groot like a Christmas tree. However, Groot gets tired and lowers his arms, dropping all the decorations. Cosmo says that Groot ruined Christmas, and Rocket remarks, and he looks right at the camera when he says this, now they need another special. We do. We need the uh, 
Easter Groot, special. We need the uh, Easter Rocket Cosmo Groot special. If you think about it, Groot, more Cosmo. Groot, Cosmo's amusing. Groot's kind of like Jesus because he sacrificed himself to save his friends, and now he's he came back and you know he was reborn and everything. It could work. It could work. Where's uh, the Hanukkah special? Agreed. Well, that's that's the thing about in my my personal opinion: Christmas specials, holiday specials. I feel like they're for everyone. I feel like Christmas is a bigger holiday than just christianity like i feel like it's grown big what i will say about it and like i generally agree with you but i know a lot of like jewish people and people of other faiths that celebrate other things do get a little offended that there's not more for them a lot of the Mm. time and i agree with that as well like they should be allowed to have specials as well like the fact that like i well i do agree with you that to me christmas is not very religious anymore anyway i don't really associate it like that it's just kind of its own non-denominational, like non, uh, non-religious uh, holiday. I also think it's like backstory is in religion, which is unfortunate, but hmm. that also means all these other religions should get their due sometimes too for like specials. Oddly enough, one of the podcasts I listen to, the host of it is Israeli, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the holidays that are celebrated over in Israel, and he said surprisingly this would shock most people the second biggest holiday in israel is christmas but it's celebrated as an american holiday like it's not celebrated as a christian holiday it's celebrated Mm -hmm. as an american holiday which is what i feel like christmas is not not that i think it's an american holiday but i think it's grown bigger it's a capitalist holiday yeah Yeah. let's be honest guys yeah but it it, i just spent five hundred dollars last weekend on christmas gifts so you know capitalist holiday indeed yeah well Let's go into our overall scores before I begin <laughs> okay. critiquing our our, our system, because <laughs> this will be a five-hour podcast and that no one wants to listen to. Maybe um, they will. Yeah, what do you know? Who knows? Um, do you, would you like to go first? Or? I will go first. All right. As now, Werewolf by Night was not my favorite, but this was great. It exceeded all my expectations. I figured I was just going to be like... I like this because it's Christmassy, but, like, again, I'm not the biggest MCU person all the time, so I thought that was going to be my vibe going in, but no, this was, like, good. Like, if I knew nothing about the MCU, I would appreciate this for what it is. Like, I'd be like, wow, this is weird, but I like it because it's weird. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I wrote down, I was surprised at how much I actually enjoyed this special. The two Guardian movies weren't exactly my favorite MCU films, but for some reason, they work well here, for me at least. Sure, it's very cheesy, but most holiday-themed specials are. Also, it is far better than Werewolf by Night, in my opinion, and that's probably due to this being filmed alongside Guardians 3, so the sets, costumes, and budget were there, whereas Werewolf by Night was its own thing. A criticism I'll give is that you, you can't necessarily go in blind to this special. I feel like you've had to have seen at least the two Guardians movies to get the references in this, but maybe I'm wrong, and Ashley, you can tell me I mean, otherwise. I just kind of said otherwise, didn't I, by saying that I think you could could possibly watch this. Mm. Like, I'm not sure you would like it necessarily, but I think you could, like, go in and be like, that was weird, but it was cute. It was weird. Yeah. I just feel like the references to Ego and Thanos and everything, like, previous MCU films, like, I, I feel like someone might be, get lost at that, be like, wait, what? Who? who, who? I don't know, because I, like, overlook a lot of that. Like, maybe okay. not so much the Ego, but, like, I never saw any of the, like last couple of Ender movies themselves so like this, a lot of the Thanos stuff like I know of it but it goes like don't really care okay. I also wrote down as previously stated I'm not a Chris Pratt fan 
Putting aside his real-world behaviors, which are frankly none of my business, I feel like he always plays the same Chris Pratt character in everything that he That's does. That's accurate. Yeah. Which would probably make him a good Indiana Jones, since Harrison Ford always plays the same character in everything that he does. <laughs> but he was used well as a secondary character in this rather than the lead, so you get just enough Chris Pratt without too much. That's a good point. Yeah. All things considered, I'll give Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special an 8 out of 10. A good holiday special that I'll watch again for sure. I've already watched it again, so... And I know you've been recommending it to people. I know, I yeah. have. I... It's good. I haven't really discussed it with any of my MCU friends yet. I'll have to get their opinions on it and see what they watch think of it. Watch them hate it. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. But all that being said, this has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our social media accounts, Once Again Pod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. Stiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.